this is g this is v welcome to gnb talks thank you so much for tuning into our podcast this is episode number 2 2 we have promised to start up and regularly upload and we've set the timings and so on last session we i think touched up a little bit on uh, handwritten letters yes so yes. today we are going to talk about handwritten letters and what they mean in the modern context of you know so much digital content and everybody being able to talk so freely but still mm-hmm. the value and essence of those letters and how they make us feel still remains so yes we's going to talk about her personal experience that she's gone through so take it away okay before i start g uh, have you ever gotten a handwritten letter from somebody or have you ever returned a letter i have not written a letter but i have gotten a handwritten letter on my birthday back okay when was it this was 3 years back so mm-hmm. there was a really sweet friend of mine and she made me a bouquet of roses which were handcrafted from paper and okay wow she made me the cute little cards with like words saying how much our friendship meant and it was really sweet of her so mm-hmm. that's about how much i get of a letter but it just yeah. made me feel it makes you feel like really special you know like it's very hard for i don't know what that why, why that is i mean we receive messages on the daily basis but i don't know something about handwritten things and the main reason i can't give a handwritten letter is i have a bad handwriting obviously okay. can't give something handwritten or bad so i'd like to try something so um handwritten letters are special because uh, you know you can't ignore the efforts that are put in by the writer so uh, this friend of mine uh-huh. wrote me a letter uh-huh. appreciating our friendship we have been friends the while he's a friend in college so we did a few projects together and eventually you know in the process we became very good friends almost like best friends so he is someone who loves writing stuff he's a writer so he loves expressing and he makes it a point to tell everybody to tell the people in his life that he appreciates them he loves them he is that kind of guy so uh, yes and then uh, last year something happened and we weren't we couldn't be in touch for a few months at a stretch so that was about 6 months i think so after that um, we started talking up again and then he was writing some poems some uh, stories and all those things so in that he just um he felt like doing this out of the blue and he surprised me with this letter and he did not have much you know it was nothing fancy it was very simple just uh, those blank papers white white papers and those he's a cop so okay. he's living in the quarters okay there they don't have much and since this corona situation he hasn't been able to go out so he just wrote that on blank papers and he uh, you know it gave that sarkari feel to it it came in that whole sarkari duster with the thread on the middle kind of thing right yes yes uh, you know looking at that it made you feel that you probably got a notice from the court oh, or maybe from <laughs> yeah yes you feel oh, that way but at first glance it was that way but then once you opened it it was very sweet and uh, for me i don't know it never happened before because I have received a few handwritten letters before. I mean, this was when I was a kid. 
I used to write often and I used to receive letters often but then it's been ages since that happened so this was something else I mean I opened it I opened the envelope and you know the smell of gum you know, the glue it was very <laughs> overpowering and for some reason it, it felt nice uh-huh. and it was very flattering I opened the thing I opened the whole letter and and on the first page he had written a poem describing our friendship and what that means to him all those things and then again english hindi mix and that that was actually a lot of effort okay a lot of effort and then you know that's the thing about letters you can't just ignore how much of effort someone puts into it but with text messages it's like you know um you're just done with it in a minute or you know it's very quick and there's nothing to anticipate i mean there's nothing much to look forward to with text messages but with letters and these days you know when you get a letter you usually don't get anything these days all you get are bills and so in that if a letter just pops up in your mail it's surprising right i mean it's, it's refreshing yeah we usually do not see that in every to every day sense and yes. when we do we do not expect it to be a you know a friend's explanation of how much this friendship means to him so it's quite sweet of him to write something and he's a really talented guy i'm pretty sure being a yes. cop and also being a poet he is that kind of guy who can write poems about any situation and whatever is happening he'll just write about it in a very poetic way it will just grab you inside uh-huh i'm sure he has plans for a book then i'm pretty sure yes uh, he has yeah he does not sure uh-huh yeah and um you know there was this time when i used to write to my cousins and i used to you know they used to write me back this was back when i was a kid and we used to uh, share some um, we used to we used to make necklaces for each other out of shells or something and we used to send it to each other we used to exchange stuff along with the letters okay they stayed far away uh yes they did i oh. live in the northern part of the state and they are from the southern side so you can imagine so you used to mail them like courier or your dad would go used to go and give it to them or something like that no no we used to post it to each other okay. everything I I've forgotten how the whole postal system works now you know you get a stamp you put it in you write your address and it just reaches yes. there how, yes yes it is very it is a very sweet experience the whole thing is an experience in itself you write the letter you uh, put it in an envelope you stick it and you you just you know write your address on it and put some postal stamps you go you walk all the way to the post office or the courier office wherever and you just post it there and wait for them to receive it and wait for them to read it and then you wait for their reply and it's very sweet i i love that the anticipation is where yes. we expect them how will they react to my words what do they what do they feel and what will they write back and what will i get uh, boys rarely get any message if at all mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that men usually aren't you know considered when people think of yes. getting letters okay if i just presume the context getting letters mm-hmm. you know it just just pops up in our mind that a boy giving a girl a letter okay. yes so it's i don't know is it a stereotype that girls get more letters than boys or 
Mm, no, I don't think it is. I mean, it might be the case now, or maybe it isn't because nowadays nobody writes letters. But if you talk about, um, I don't think that's the case. When before, when people actually used to write letters, you know, it was all about efforts, and it just showed that you know, people just wrote back and forth. And at those during those times, there was nothing like. If people wanted to form bonds. They had to keep, you know. messaging and all this thing yes they wanted to keep in touch and it was a genuine genuine effort from their side so nowadays if you um, even on digital medium you know uh, guys are expected to do things for girls yeah this is happening now but i don't think this was the case before yeah, i think i think handwritten letters have a sort of magic to them that we miss nowadays we just wish that we get it you know somehow or another just it is a forgotten art according to correct exactly exactly so yeah and you know what you yeah. have to try this one just yeah. uh, make it a point you know if you can make it a point to just sit and write something anything on a piece of paper and you'll uh-huh. just experience that um, honesty in your feelings there's this um thing that you know you just feel like going on writing and it's an honest account of everything things just keep on pouring out it's very um this might sound dramatic but this happens you know once you start writing something you just feel like pouring your heart out uh huh that's so that's, i think you should try one that's an interesting proposition i think uh yes i finished my chapter for the day today so maybe i should start writing the takeaways from the book that i get read so hmm. at least i'll have some context to write it in i think blindly writing i'll i'll not be able you know there was this interesting thing that used to happen okay so okay okay uh back in engineering i had this friend so hmm. um what used to happen is when i used to conversate with him mm-hmm. the word just naturally flowed Okay, so mm-hmm. usually conversations are like hi, mm-hmm. bye, and what's up? Yeah, small talk. Yeah, small talk. Mm-hmm. But she she genuinely wanted to have a higher level uh, like conversation and understand my perspective on topics and you know like mm-hmm. there were there were many topics that we argued and debated on what is right, what is yeah. wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just a form of uh, understanding each other's perspective and seeing what a my um. guy's mind works like on this situation or particularly my perspective on that thing would be so mm-hmm. in those sense right the words just flowed they were like poetry i could make yeah. puns right then and there and no effort at all and yes. you know she would reciprocate with my sarcasm at that mm-hmm. moment so yeah i think there are certain people who we can just vibe with just you know yes. naturally would have yes. a lot of us then yes. and it just brings the best out of us and that's why we like to be around them. so yes that that's a cool little experience i've had but i will definitely not make a note to take up your uh, proposition to write more and mm-hmm. in the coming episodes i'll definitely will maybe two three episodes down i'll uh, do a review of how i feel uh yes after. you should do that do you write daily I, uh i don't write daily but maybe twice or thrice a month whenever there is a lot on my mind i just prefer to write things down i have this diary so i have been using this diary since 
ages okay this is not not a yearly diary like people used to do before you know or diary for a whole year they used to write every day a journal or something this is not that i have been keeping this diary since maybe 5 or 6 years Wow. And twice, twice a month, and it is everything about how I feel. If in case there is a lot on my mind, I just prefer writing it down in the diary, and then I read it again and again till that you know goes away and my heart lightens. Wow. I love that, and that it's it feels very non-judgmental. because you know it's better than talking to people and you can't really tell people everything that's on your mind so a paper and a pen is just like you know even if you try doing it on your phone or on your laptop you you won't get that feel of how you would feel when you write on a paper why do you think that is me uh i just don't get it why that is uh maybe it's because uh i've been doing that since you know ages maybe it's because of that or maybe it's because you know when i write on my phone i just don't know i i get that feeling that maybe somebody's um somebody will read this or uh, i just don't feel comfortable enough or uh i don't know there's something about it that just connect better with writing uh, i just connect better with papers or something maybe or maybe just because i love to write you know even when i was in school uh-huh. i used to just jump upon the opportunity to write I used to write a lot you know even notes i used to write mine i used to complete others notes in back in school so i love writing whatever whatever i can write anything on a paper and you know honestly my handwriting is good it's nice okay, so okay. that's one of the main reasons you write okay fine yes i just look at my handwriting and i just want to write more Oh, it it looks good. So let me just write some more. I get that. People with bad handwriting, they have to just write and you know, be sad. <laughs> no, it 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 improves eventually if you write more. Interestingly, let's move on to our next topic. That is things we miss before Corona and things we appreciate after Corona. Okay. Okay. Yes, I definitely miss going out. Same. Everybody misses going out. That's for sure. uh just yesterday i yeah. was talking to a friend okay our friend called me and she we haven't met since the last maybe it's been a year since we met because she was somewhere else and she moved to a different city for studies uh-huh. so when this whole corona thing started she came back home so this friend of mine uh-huh. we really vibe for real i mean whenever it's you know like how you said that there are some people we just connect with naturally uh-huh so she is that kind of friend and i love being with her so i that's what we were talking about that it's annoying to be at home you know no matter how much you like being at home at some point you know it just gets very disturbing saturated like it hits saturation point and you're like no more let me just breathe yeah. i just becomes harder to breathe in general i mean i stay on the outskirts of the city where i see a lot more nature so i think i'm i always feel like i'm more relaxed and i just go out in the morning and there's mm-hmm. greenery everywhere and you know i can breathe and i know it's not pollution that i'm breathing it so, makes you it calms you down it makes exactly. you feel better it comes whatever nerves i had from the day before or anything and helps me just let go Mm-hmm. But 
the only salvation right now is i can take my dog on walks so i take him <laughs> up and down or take him for longer distances but yeah. even then you know it's it's kind of scary not to go out of your area as such and yes. you know we very strict in whatever we do so i definitely definitely miss going out yeah and, and you know the feeling of going out without any worries uh, you know just you can just go out and have fun or yes. do anything yes. you want you just can't do that now and uh, it's like you know it's suffocating being at home and it's even more suffocating going out because you just have to live in the fear of you know something uh, happening you just have to be very very careful and very alert even if you go out uh-huh. so even that's suffocating in a way yeah, I, just just yesterday i was talking to my mom and uh, mm-hmm. you know just telling her that uh, the world health organization uh, chief has you know given a statement that there is no going back to normal after this so yeah we we we've always seen that you know most asian countries like uh, china or singapore and you know all these countries you know i think a couple of years back mm-hmm. uh, i don't know how long back but they, we already seen them we've already like seen a lot of them wear masks and yes in general like like every, it was like an everyday thing for them wear masks mm-hmm. and i think nobody even batted an eye at that They're wearing masks. They're just wearing masks. It's pollution masks. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now you just—it's like a dystopian era where you know what we had previously, you know, sounds like a dream to walk without a mask, carefree yes. of all of this. But now it's—it's it's literally like if you don't see someone with a mask on, you definitely find it weird. And yes. even even at restaurants, you see people. with their masks down but you yeah. know people yeah. come to the restaurants you see them fully masked up and it, it just feels a bit different you know you just mm-hmm. you just miss like you know okay yeah. what what happened to this place like it's, it's completely you okay realize, yeah you realize that we have taken all that freedom for granted we, miss, right. we just it's so much right now we want it back but there's no going back to being the same again that's sad it's very sad i mean there are already so many restrictions on us now in this age that we are living in and this just adds up more to it to you you just spoke the absolute truth right now because you know going out wasn't just a means of you know just a stress buster because in india as we are we all belong i think at some point we all belong to a tight caste of you know conservative people around us yes. it can be yes. our parents yes. relatives friends and what not we mm-hmm. always used to you know be if we want to be ourselves we used to you know take away some time and get away from all of that and you know be with people who appreciated us and you know who mm-hmm. accepted us for who we are and it's just a it's lot a whole yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you were right so i definitely definitely miss that the most i guess then let's talk about things that we appreciate after corona my mom's cooking definitely yeah. appreciate 100% maybe 1000% because uh, she we will be uh, me and my sisters have been actively you know uh, trying to teach her new dishes and even that's sweet the point So mm-hmm. we've been t- teaching her all the starters that we get at most pubs, and you know, trying okay. to recreate okay. the same thing at home. Mm-hmm. How is it working? <laughs> so how how is it working for you? 
it's going amazing okay she has picked up so many things you know before mm-hmm. we used to people used to watch uh, she's not very really tech savvy my mom so before yeah. we used to watch you know uh she used to see some tv shows on tv and she may be try to recreate one of but now since everyone's locked down and i thought it'd be a great idea to get wifi so i got wifi and yeah. i also got a streaming box so we stream directly onto our tv and uh, it's amazing she just watches it and we consume so many cooking videos okay it can mm-hmm. be uh, i think there's food labs or something done by sardar ji which is amazing okay. really mm-hmm. cool recipes and all those things. So definitely yeah. appreciate this Sardar ji I think I know this guy he makes uh, you know the easier version of things is that is that correct, him correct 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 I think there was an interview of him also of how he started food labs and uh, you know his entrepreneurial journey of how he became what he is like mm-hmm. he just started on a whim you know uh, yeah. okay this food labs let me just make quick and easy food recipes for everyone that can use it and it's a very with a very indian spin on it yet a very classy elegant you know uh yes. to it that we all appreciate so i think that's where he came in so mm-hmm. what about you what are the things that you appreciate specifically um uh, me uh i think i appreciate you know uh yeah definitely i appreciate my parents you know i appreciate being with them even more now you know as a family you know the like time we get together we get to be together it wasn't like this before corona and now you know when it all started the first few months the first one or two months maybe we all had to stay at home 24/7 right so during those times there were a few things that we were able to do like uh, it was same here me and my mom we made a lot of dishes we cooked a lot i learned a lot from my mom Uh-huh. This is what I love about this that I got a chance to just be with my parents, do the things that we wouldn't uh, think of doing before. Like before, it was like even if even if my parents they don't work for a day, it just felt very wrong for them. I mean, they just couldn't. And uh-huh. now they just forcefully had to stop and they got to rest. And it was nice being with them and. Now everything was different somehow, and I love that in a way. Yeah, I guess everyone's appreciating the family time that they family got. Family time. But you know, now that you think of it, I mean, it's it's very silly, right? We never did these things before. We never, you know, spent time like, actually spent time with our family before, keeping aside our, uh, you know, the things we do, or maybe our work, or maybe our phones, or whatever is that we do. He never actually kept it all aside and stayed with our family. Exactly, and uh, if you if you have noticed another big uh, trend that has been started because of Corona that people are appreciating are marriages and other functions with a really small crowd. So like yes. 50, 60 people. This had to be done. This had to be done. This should have been done way before then Corona, but exactly. then it's good. Exactly, Indians are forced to you know. do the good practices because of you know certain restrictions but i love it i love the decision i think it as you said it should have been done a long time back because it never made any sense to invite 2000 3000 people for a personal yeah. ceremony yeah it also you know, 
yeah and you don't even know how many people out of those 2000 3000 you don't know how many people just genuinely are happy for you who genuinely want the best for you there there might be just maybe 20 or 30 people at the best out of those many people yeah definitely definitely less than 100 people who actually care that yes. you're getting you're like you're getting married or engaged or whatever and is the okay, who want you know, to be a part of your happiness exactly people usually i'll be in the crowd and i'll definitely hear a couple of aunties or uncles you know uncles aren't usually the ones to talk about anything they'll just be worried when the food opens aunties are usually mm-hmm. the ones you know uh, they they'll they not be judging yes they won't be uh, judging you uh, judging the girl or the guy based on their character or what they bring to each other they'll be mainly judging okay that sari is off that gold is yeah. Uh, yeah. so much less that this is this the food all items all these materialistic things they just yes. judge everybody yes. on that yes and some people are so outrageous that they uh, specifically guess the host over to them and then they complain i mean it's so out of line that you do that but they still do it but now yeah. i feel that it's so much better like i mean see any any big family consider any big family i think mm-hmm. you can max out at both sides at around 100 to 150 people max okay and yes. you will have yeah. all yeah. the people and that time you'll have a clear sense of who you mm-hmm. want to call and who you not want to have to call and you know the food will be better okay i'll, I'll be deaf i'll be damn you know clear about it before people used yes. to order in bulk for 100 200 whatever yes. the amount was yeah the food was terrible okay it was it was okay mm-hmm. it was terrible but now people are actually utilizing those resources properly there's a lot of yes. less wastage because of that and yes. in general there's a lot of less pressure on parents in general yeah. you know in mm-hmm. every marriage the expenses exactly they are manageable exactly. yeah so now it becomes very manageable they simply call the necessary ones or they'll only say okay the people are just who match exactly yeah. exactly so and these people who they call will definitely not mind if you know the sari color is a bit off or you know the squid is less or if uh, the paneer doesn't taste good or something <laughs> yes so yeah that's a that's a definite bonus that i've seen that i like the way the indian uh, big fat wedding is transforming and you know it's you know becoming healthier for everyone around and more sustainable because yeah. parents yeah. used to shell out a huge amount by taking loans and what not but now mm-hmm. it's become so sustainable that and it's understandable that people can't people can't be outraged even if they want to if they're like no i called you for my wedding i gave you so many things you have to do no they can't because yeah. you know it's forcing the hand and so many people are getting engaged and uh, you know Um, yeah this border situation calls for and you know i i really i honestly i i had a conversation with my mom about this and we all really hope that this stays this stays the same forever after this you know that people just don't go back to the old ways of calling a lot of people and boasting and showing off or doing things under pressure that by uh, उसकी बेटी के शादी में इतना किया था सो इन आर बेटी शादी ऑल्सो वी हैव टू डू दिस मच 
i that's what i want i really hope that you know the government or something you know they just come up with this rule a permanent rule that people just have to you know um yes they don't have option but obey so yeah that would be amazing if government you know enforces that no strict gathering above 100 and you know but then then again there will be people who are never there there are there still are people who are never willing to obey these things even during corona they just want to you know um gather people they just want to do things that are not supposed to be done in this situation you can't help those people but if there is a law that you know that they everybody has to obey then i think some action can be taken on them so that people can you know really obey this yeah and then the common man would follow if you know first the people in power follow but the people in power are the first one to break the rules yeah and they just get away with it yeah so i think there's if we look at the bright side of things there's a lot more to appreciate after corona than we actually miss so yeah. uh condolences to anyone out there who's lost a loved one to covid-19 uh it's been tough on everyone out there and i hope everyone just pulls through with their loved one and everyone's safe and healthy and has no issues of uh, you know what to eat the next day or you know of any bills as such so best wishes to everyone and with that we close our today's segment on handwritten letters and things we missed before and after corona so thank you so much for tuning in and this is g and v we will see you until next time bye bye yeah. bye